It's the Really Charlie Podcast. Making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine. On the Really Charlie Podcast. It's the Really Charlie Podcast. A weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie Podcast. Tune in. It's the Really Charlie Podcast, yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast, yo, yo, it's the Really Charlie Podcast, bump into your broadcast, grab a chance, fill your glass, yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast, yo, it's the Really Charlie Podcast, yeah, yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast, bump into your broadcast, grab a chance, fill your glass. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry, and today's guest is Ron Henderson Jr., my man. I'm very, very happy to have him on here. One second, Ron, one second here. All right. The... um. So I'm I'm very happy to have my guest here. You know this this is um the second time around. It's take two, and um I want this re- this podcast to really come out to be like really Charlie really does it. You know I wanted to come out and real nice and smooth. Well, this guest is a music production. He's a a, a music producer. Runs a production company experiencing all genres of music. They are all self-contained production company that can afford to help you get your lyrics, melodies set to complete a production at a very low cost. Um, this is RJ's at yahoo.com. That's A-R-Z-J-E at yahoo.com. That's how you can get in touch with Ron. But we're going to talk more about that. Um, If you're a struggling songwriter, musician, looking for a way to get your songs produced for a very reasonable price, then call Ron at 704-615-3857. I'll put that number up later. Um, But this gentleman has, he has everything. He has a bag of tricks, man. He's a musician, songwriter, guitarist. Um... What else can I say, Ron? What else can I say about you without you patting yourself on the back, man? <laughs> yeah. well, those things you mentioned, I don't pat myself on the back. About I pat myself on the back. You know, I hate to move fast forward, but um, to who I am today, you know, who who I who I am was born to be as a musician and producer. I was trained in that, but I'm just simply now a mentor and a child of God that, that doesn't mind helping people move to the next phase, even though I haven't moved to the next phase, but I know what it takes and I have the ability to help. Yes. I'm really very, very impressed with you. I love your videos on YouTube. Um, definitely something, you know, the sounds I like to hear and um, you definitely got a fan first and you got a, 
uh, friend first and now you got a fan definitely paying attention to you um, checking out all your pages doing it what i can and i'm going to continue to support you only because you are really charlie podcast guest so i'm going to constantly grab stuff from your pages put it on my my social media so people get familiar of who you are even though you've been doing this a long long time thank you who who was your inspiration, you know, to get you started in, in music? Well, I would have to say the, the one probably main inspiration that's always been there is my dad, Ron Henderson Sr. He, you know, I grew up watching him singing and playing guitar with his groups back in the day. I'm talking about, I, I remember his, my earliest memories with him, even as, a, as an infant, I can remember that. You know, and I've one of the child, child, children that followed his footsteps. And even mm-hmm. today, you know, when I got to be too much for my mom in D.C., I left D.C. and moved down to North Carolina with my dad. He took me into the studio with him, learning learning music from the, from the, the old Reflection Sound recording studio, which is now defunct. Very popular studio, but I learned all about recording and I put a song together and really learn how to grow up in the music industry through him and and friends that we meet, met through the, all the times and uh, and I was trained and I wanted it so bad I learned how to produce music under his producer, which was uh, Duke Hall, who was a ranger, you know, string and horn arranger from the Shaft album and several of the great songs. And my dad just simply said, "You don't need to go to work or nothing. I want you to learn everything that he'll teach you." And so I did, and I, I was, you know, but then I grew up in the business and found a friend that taught me about um, digital recording. I used to be the best four-track recorder <laughs> back in my day. You know, we'd get on that four-track, and we, and we thought we could cut records because I knew how to make, take three tracks and mix them down to one and go back and do about 10 more. But I got to mention my partner with uh, RJ Productions, Barry Duke, who's a, okay. a saxophonist, pre- premier songwriter and arranger. He's better than I am. He's a perfectionist. You know, I like to, if I make a mistake on a recording, I'll leave it and call it jazz. Or so sometimes those mistakes, it, you know, inspired you to put something in there. But he critiques everything. And he taught me how to do that. But learning how to uh, run a digital, a DAW, you know, I'm using Cubase. But Barry Duke is responsible for teaching me that because, you know, he just... He's, he's a white guy, sings with the Catalina Band, old beach music group. You can find him all the time, but Barry is uh, Barry's one of my idols. But growing up, you know, my, a... shoot, early in, in guitar, it was um, Bachman, Turner Overdrive, Jimi Hendrix, you know, Creedence Clearwater. That's the kind of stuff that I like back there. Doobie Brothers growing mm-hmm. up, but always listening, listening to doo-wop singers because that's what my dad did. Yes. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm like I told you last time, I'm not the best at anything, but uh, I have a, I have the, the ability to lead. And pe- for some reason, people give me respect in that position. Because if I can't do it, I know to call somebody that can. True, true. It's um, interesting that you mentioned the beach music, you know, which originated in South Carolina, North Carolina. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and they say that it's, uh, it was the beginning of R and B music, 
you know, from knowing my history a little bit, you know, R&B started maybe 1940, I believe it was. And the beach music was always around, you know, it was coming around around the 50s, I believe, 19, late 40s. But they were saying that a lot of the inspiration for R&B artists came from the beach music down in South Carolina, North Carolina. And basically, you know, if you wanted to hear some stuff, you know, especially with segregation and all that, a lot of the the races, both black and white, were um, wanted to hear that beach music. So they would go to the area, you know, the local bar scene, club scenes, and um, and basically, uh, you know, get to hear that music that you're talking about. Um, and then later, there was a gentleman I can't think of his name, but um, I said it last week. I just can't remember it right now, but um. He had a radio station. And he took all that beach music and he started playing it over the airs, over the air, and everybody jumped to it. You know, it didn't. It, mm-hmm. And that's one thing, man. When it comes to music, our country likes music. You know, so I don't care what you are, black, white, or whatever. You know, if the music's good, they're gonna jam yeah. to it. Yeah, and that's so the it, good thing about well, the old R and B, which beach, but beach music adopted, but it's still prevalent today you know you could still make a living down in this area playing mm-hmm. beach music i mean the older the older folks have grown up with the beach music and they still go out today and i just was fortunate enough to to be part of it you know but i could have been a lot more important in it but you know i've had a couple of um, detours but you know I've, through mm-hmm. my journey i've got to play with um i played with archie bell Clifford Curry, Major Lance, the Sorrells, Al nice. Wilson, uh, Very nice. Jerry Butler, uh, and most recently, Maurice Williams, and the chairman of the board. Very nice. One day I'll get you an interview for it because Ken, Ken, Knox, Ken Knox loves to do interviews. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> know me. <laughs> I, I could do this every day, man. I could do this every day. Yes. I love love doing it and um you know i wish i uh woke up and was on the airwaves you know just doing my thing mm-hmm. for about eight hours you know i just love doing it um we have a comment michael Samayo, constant supporter of the really charlie podcast along with wmd1 hey, radio hey michael hey yeah, michael <laughs> michael's a good dude man we talked daily and uh share a bunch of interesting things so you know the uh all right um now oh, hold on, let me i forgot i forgot to drop one more name it sure, was, it was funny growing up grow, growing up in the business you know following my dad's footstep you know we did about three or four albums on him and my like i said my dad's old doo-wopper he, he was from that era with you know, most of the guys weren't getting paid and you had to fight for your money. He's, he's now received a little bit of money. But during the early 80s, this lady came to live with us and we got to produce her. And I got three songs on the album of hers that was never released. It's probably it's released now on Great Vine Records, but that's been about 20 years ago. But the lady's name was Dottie Pearson, who is today... Mm-hmm. Grammy Award winner, Dottie Peoples. 
and she used to live with wow. us. And we put put songs together. I used to sing back up to her <laughs> on stage, so I got a little bit of history. <laughs> so I was playing on the moment, you know, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but you know, I just loved doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This it's um, you know, we all got a path, you know, and and yes, you know, and uh whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it's meant for us, you know, and, and as you go through it all and you, and you get at this point and you can kind of reflect on things, you know, and, and all those, inch, all that, all that, the whole journey is a teaching moment for the people, for you Amen. and for other people that you're dealing with, you know, especially with you and being in the church that life skills um, and those life experiences along with the scriptures can make you to be an outstanding mentor. And um, so I'm glad that you are in places that you're in right now and, um, and you keep up the good work. Um, your sister is on the, on the, on the feed oh, yeah. to wanna, how That's you doing? I, I love to, uh, Oh. Uh, say hello to Tawana, uh, my her. girl. Yeah, we know her. That 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 writer, <laughs> that 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 director. <laughs> she that's a woman in a big chair, hey, man. Speaking of that writer director, yeah, I started. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. We we talked about early before the show started. I didn't get to tell you that I had started back reading her books over again. I'm back in in, in book one. <laughs> And mm-hmm. reading it over again, it makes me want to call my mother and tell my mother on her. Because like I told you before, I, I ain't know she had all that in her. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to have to keep that book in your backpack when you're at church, you know. <laughs> I love it. That's my girl. She's uh, She did a great job. And um, I, I'm hoping that everything goes comes her way all good things come her way she definitely yes, deserves indeed. it yes, indeed. and you see it from cover to cover you know that it's definitely um it's definitely good writing man good material so and and you can't write you can't mm-hmm. write that well and it goes for you too you can't write that well if you're not a, a emotional deep person you have to know and feel that music, the words, and um, in her case, it's writing. And so I'm, and with you, it's music. And, um, you mm-hmm. know, I, I just, I like that vibe, you know, the vibe that um, I feel when I'm writing. And if I could play an instrument, man, I could just picture, especially just like, like you do, when you get that guitar in your hand and you're singing, man, everything's flowing real, real nice, real, real nice. And I, I enjoy it, you know. Um, seems like your dad or the Lord, you know, they just gave you a gift that um, was picture perfect for you. And um, I want you to keep it up, brother. Mm-hmm. What's your um, well, I thank you, but I don't want to give all. The... Go ahead, go ahead. Um, what's your latest project? What What is your newest project that you're working on now? Wow, that's a good question. I was at church Sunday, and uh, we have a finance lady that does all our finances for the church, and she preached that Sunday, and she preached on 
First um, Corinthians chapter 13, and she was talking about, you know, basically chapter 13 is about love, and her topic was what the world needs now is love, sweet love. So guess what struck me, and guess what I started <laughs> just last night. I'm nice. going to do an up-tempo version of Dion Warwick's What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. It just moved me. I said, I got to do this one. I want somebody else to sing it, though, but I'm going to do a, I'm gonna do a real big production. I love it. I love it. See that? Some wheels keep turning, yeah. you know, keep spinning, man, and that's the best thing about it. Let me give a shout-out. Me... Go ahead, Ron. I wanted to give a, a shout out to one person, one person that we really never get to talk about. We just assume that as as kids that that um that's just part of us. But I really need to give a shout out to my mom because in spite of everything that she's been through raising five kids and a lot of times basically by herself. I mean, you know, being in the house. Of course, mm-hmm. we have, we have a um uh, a big village a village of people but still my mom was she was the constant and you know how moms love is mom loves you know unconditionally but she, but she loved me enough that when i got too much she put me out of town she said you got to go but she never stopped loving me and yeah. today man we just for her to see who i am today is just a wonderful feeling because a lot of times when people change or i'm talking about me when when, when i change the people that don't get to see me, who I am now, who I've been over the last 10 years, 11 years, the only thing they remember is what they remember. They And they wait for you to stumble or fall or to never appreciate the good that God is doing in you because they never get to see it. You don't get mad at it, but the ones who get to experience it, man, it's the biggest, it's the biggest peace of mind in the world. So I want to, Mom, I know you're in there somewhere, so I want to say thank you to my mother for never giving up, never. Yeah, I want to say thank you also to, you know, the people in your family that I do know, which is you and your sister, um, tremendous people that I've only known a few months. But, you know, the uh, the impact you guys have on me, just that daily inspiration is um, is great. And it's a, a tribute to her and, and the many other people that raised you, you all. And, um, you know, so I want to say thank you, moms, also. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Mo- that's that's Tuana mother. Mo- we got we got to want to cry. Yeah. Don't cry. <laughs> Yo, man, I didn't mean to cry either, but uh, it's just, man, Charlie, look, let me, t- let me, t- you know, you told me doing the interview, but, you know, I, I told you before, no, I'm, just- I'm long winded. We'll probably never get to what the stuff I want to talk about, but I want to thank you because and really thank my sister Tawana for giving you that plug. She's been one of my supporters, you know, being away from family so long, I literally had to learn how to love my sister the way she deserved to be loved from her brother, because you just can't assume you know what people need if you haven't been around them. But she learned me. We learned each other. And man, we have great relationship today and we support one another no matter what man i hot oh my i just got that's woo! right amen <laughs> preach man preach brother i love it you know and um it's true you know we i got i got many siblings like you and um you know 
we took it upon ourselves to make sure that we were close, you know, we're in different houses and, you know, growing up and, um, you know, but we had this bond, we all got together and, and build off that. And, um, and we're close, you know, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my sister and my brothers, you know, um, only because, uh, we deserve each other, you know, our dad was a rolling star. My dad was a Rolling Stone, you know. No, no. Was he one of those? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, I know about that. Well, my dad's still a Rolling Stone. He just forgot how to roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. The, oh, boy. the um, uh, when you when you are in the studio and 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 you know. I don't know about you, but with me, I get in that studio. It's it's like a it's like a a, a wind down. It's like a calm down. Just calms me right down. You know, whether you're gonna get to work or do something, it's just a good venue, a good setting. You know, and um, uh, you know, when you get there, is it work or is it pleasure? What is it to you? Could it be is. It's absolute pleasure until I have to sing because like I said I'm not a great singer I could sing like anybody but I have to work on that you know fortunately you know I do you know today's recording you know I don't need to be around anybody I can just go in my room and shut the door but when I sing you know I got a roommate people live over top so I got pick the time of day to sing and fortunately mm-hmm. I, I if I hit a bad note and which I hit quite a few I get to stop and then punch it in. You know, I'm I'm doing the, you know, the producer, the engineer, and all this at one time. And then you got to listen for cracks. So a lot of times, a lot of my videos, and like I tell you before, videos they're they're not complete productions because you never hear any guitar. If you hear some guitar, you'll know you'll know when it's finished. But I'll leave it sort of kind of. Some notes may be flat, or some notes you might hear a crack or something. Only because the reason why I put them out like that. Is because I learned a long time ago that the only bad publicity in show business is no publicity. And True. since I've been out, uh, since I've been out of the field of playing because of my injury and stuff, I didn't want people to forget about me. You know, so the only way I could do that was continue to put stuff out, and that's why I cover a lot of songs. Because when you cover songs, you get to f- get into the producer's mind that did it before you, and and figure out what they did and why they did that, and then you try to incorporate some of that into your music. And so I cover a lot of songs, so I won't waste away on all my music. And then when I do mine, you know, I get to spend a little bit more time to pick and choose what I do. And, you know, you know, you probably do this in your writing. You might hear something that you put in there or listen to it back a thousand times. And you don't hear you hear this melody that's being played that you never played because in the production, it's 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 it's, it's implied. So then you say, hey, mm-hmm. I need I need to put that in there. So music will speak to you, even if you play the notes or not. But you got to be willing to listen. And to me, I found out that's what life is about. You need to be able to listen to the sounds. When I'm not just talking with your ears, listen with your eyes. You know, you got to hear it, hear and sense it all, you know. And you got to know when you're too tired, stop and come back and, and take a rest and come back and start it over the next day. Uh, it took me a long time to learn that, you know. Pause to pause. I need to just pause sometimes. 
That's mm-hmm. sometimes that's the most important part. Well, the uh, I, I wish my dad was around because of some of the writing he did. And actually, he was a good singer. And um, and the, the digital the digital world would have been something amazing to him because mm-hmm. the the talent he had um uh it was uh just amazing um in fact he was trying to set up something towards the last part of his life with uh Linda Ronstadt oh, wow. a musician and uh she liked one of his his songs and she wanted to put it into you know in the studio and um they never got connected um um but it was definitely a, a an official one-on-one uh conversation with them and she liked it but uh never came through and i guarantee you it would have been a dynamite song you know what happened to the song a lot of his um is is uh material was tragically tossed in the garbage by a relative thinking that it was just uh a bag full of papers which was at my um my grandmother's house and it got tossed and um so every now and then i'll come up with something you know some of the things that i have but nothing nothing to do nothing with his music and that's the tragedy about of it is because i think i write a lot but he wrote he wrote every chance he got he um he can whether it was at work whether it was at home he was constantly doing it and um and it's too bad because uh there's a lot of things you know that could have happened for him like kind of running into somebody like you and and you all getting in the studio and just doing things you know this would have been a perfect time for his life but he had trials and tribulations and uh passed away at a very young age but um mm-hmm. anyways so the um so that's where I get my writing from even though he never told me to do it you know I didn't find it out that he wrote until I was around 15 years old so um and that's when he found out that I wrote so uh, for all those years in between we didn't know anything and um that we both wrote and um he was amazing very amazing so the um we talked before coming on the air about maurice williams and the zodiacs how did that form how did that how did you get connected with all that well um 1980 well 77 through 81 82 that's when i first moved down to charlotte and um i got being in reflection sound studio uh, do call the producer. I would tell you about my dad's producer came back in town and we, we get a couple albums on my dad, Dottie, and uh, his girlfriend, Chris Astro. And um, we formed formed a group. Called, he had a group called Living Color, not the rock and roll group, but Living Color. It was two white girls and one black girl up front. It was, and the band was called Alive and In. So it was called Alive and In Living Color. <laughs> Wow. So um, we we worked we worked we were we were doing the disco era and you know what happened the disco mm-hmm. era ran out and that that because we weren't we playing the beach circuit but we were doing air force base tours and stuff like that or going out of the country but when mm-hmm. it was, when the disco ran out we weren't doing beach music so the beach music circuit 
had trouble, you know, accepting us. So, you know, through transitions and changing the personnel, you know, I got married. I married one of the girls, Nancy Nelson, Nancy Henderson, but her real Nelson. She was the last girl with living color, and she could sing her butt off. But um, that's another story. But you know, at me and the drummer were the last two original members of Living Color, we decided to disband the group. So we, this is how I got with Maurice. We was in a Alabama Coliseum um, doing a um, beach music show. We were doing a beach music show. The Tams, Living Color, couple the Embers, a couple other groups. And back then, I could sing real high. I would, you know, we had three girls, but I was the soprano over the girl in harmony, mm-hmm. but plus one of the lead vocalists for the band. Nice. And uh, Maurice, Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs were there. And Maurice is such is is such a humble musician. There is not a musician in Charlotte, North Carolina that's my age, or let's just say from let's just say from seventy five to maybe thirty five today that had Maurice has to give an opportunity to play with. He just wants you long as you learn the song, and you know. If you mess up, he don't he don't look at you. Maurice knows how to control this crowd. So we, we was living covers on stage singing, and Maurice always had people that you know to sing that high part and stay. Oh, won't you stay? Just you know, he wrote that song, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the shortest song I'll never go number one, minute thirty five seconds. He still gets paid for that. So uh, you know, the bass player was singing with Maurice was singing that at the time. But he, he was getting burnt out on it. So Maurice looked at the bass the bass player, his name was Kenneth Marsh, and he said, Dooley, who was that big old big eyed, big head boy up there singing that high part? So yeah, get it with the group. He was talking about me. So Dooley called <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got. So Dooley, they talked to him and uh, and I was really scared to try out for him because Living Color wasn't working that much. Cause I was intimidated by just the, the, the big groups. I, I knew I could play. But I wasn't. I hadn't played with anybody else except for Living Color, and I knew I I could read chord charts. But the music was so simple. But I think I was intimidated more about by Maurice and his stardom. Mm-hmm. But uh, ever since then, uh, you know, he gave me a shot, and you know, he's been my best friend. You know, like a dad. You know, supported me during my bad time. Never turned his back on me, and I sang that high part to the best of my ability until I took a sabbatical. And he, you know, that group got to go on. He always found somebody that could sing it. The last person to sing it is Pee Wee Smith, but they had a guy named Fred Mangum, who's probably the most memorable, except for the very first guy named Shane. Shane was the very first Zodiac to sing it. But that's the story how I got with Maurice. You know, I took a couple sabbaticals and they replaced me. You know, nobody's irreplaceable. Don't, Don't let anybody tell you that. If you're not the main guy, you're you're replaceable. They, yeah. they can replace you with somebody. So uh, they did what they had to do, and uh, and uh, ain't nobody did uh, what, uh, got the right people in there. And uh, mm-hmm. I got with Maurice and been playing ever since, back and forth. But you know, Good. he never turned his back on me, so I never turned my back on him. I'm there for him. His wife, we're just like family. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. The uh, to, that's a story. That's many stories. That's actually a book. When you start talking about the different groups, different people getting together, and um, and you could just 
write one chapter after another and end up having a solid book, you know? And, um, so, but, uh, I have, um, I have your video that I, this is one of the, this is one that I like, so I want to play it. Okay. Um, only because, um, it's something I like. And like I told you earlier, you know, I'm listening to everything that you have and I become a fan brother and keep up the good work. All right, go right ahead. All right, let's do this. Your love, your love makes it better. 
You are listening to WMB1 Radio. I'm your host, Charlie Perry, and that was Ron Henderson Jr. We are serving you R&B music on the rocks, chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 Radio. How you like that, brother? <laughs> I like it. That was nice. I love it, man. Love, love your talent, brother. You know, yeah. The uh, that was a uh, that was one of the um that actually, that song was actually written by me as as a duet with my wife Nancy. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to sing sing the high part. You know, you and there, you heard some girls come in there. That was me, and I did. You know, I just decided to do it over a couple of years ago, and uh, couldn't you know. Couldn't get no girl to come in there and sing it. So, you know, I'm not going to let that stop me from producing. So I just did it. You know, everything you hear, I do everything myself. If I can get somebody to do it, if I can move my portable studio or get somebody overseas to send me a vocal track, I'll do that. But if not, if can't, then I'll just do it myself. Why not? You know what? Yeah. The biggest obstacle sometimes is ourself, you know. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't stop. I don't. There's one thing with me is if I got to get something done, I'm a, and I got no help, I'm going to do it on my own, you know, and, uh, as I like that. And I like that about you, that you can just go ahead and, and get it done, you know, and if anything goes wrong, you blame yourself, right? <laughs> you know, that's, that's right. That is yep. exactly right. Yeah. So the, um, I like to play something of yours eventually on the on the station. You know, you and I got to talk so we can, um, you know, get something uh, nice and solid, and um, and I'll play it one day on the radio station on Tuesday night. You know, I love I love to put my local artists, you know, and local uh, people that I know. I like to put them on the airwaves, especially when um, you know they they just people that may not know who they are, you know, so I'm going to put Ron Henderson Jr. on the, on the, on the radio station and say, Hey, this is my yeah. boy, man. Well, this is my friend. Well, I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
your uh your niece is uh was doing that um you know she was doing the open mic you know in uh spoken word and i was very impressed with you know the talent she has and that's uh you know just another person in your tree doing their thing you know oh yeah i watched it i watched it um that video of her the other night myself she's good i already always expected to be great because she just that's her niche she's natural with that stuff man i couldn't she's just so natural i don't yeah, know it, how you know, sometimes you, when you don't know them you think you think your children are having trouble finding their way but when they find their niche it ain't no stopping you know that they found what what it is that they're passionate about mm-hmm. um Tawana says, you have my permission to play meant to be. Was you get only... out of here. Uh-uh. <laughs> but I can't. Oh, see, I still <laughs> think I can't play it because Charlie doesn't have it. And I, he never let me do a video of it so I could play it. I don't have the track in here in my laptop. But see, that's the one I was telling you about that last week. What Tawana mm. has another song that is just mm-hmm. woo to me. It's monster. Yep. She, she said I was. It was too explosive, you know. <laughs> yep. But I, I I listened to it the other night. So yeah, okay, we'll figure out a way to get it done. But I don't have it with me. Man, yeah, that what would... song that meant to be. It. Yeah. Even if um, I, it can be, it can be short notice. You know, you can if you get it, get it all together. You know, just. Hit me up and um, we do Facebook Live, something you know. And um, yeah, okay. Well, we'll definitely get it before she check before she changes her mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's see, it's really a killer song. It really is. It really, really is. I love that song. Good, I love it. Meant to be. I like. I like the way. Um, Y'all did that collaboration with her, you know, her video and her uh-huh. her reading, and and that was real nice, you know. And it, yeah, yeah, we had, that was our first time collaborating like that, but it was fun because she uh she had to do her vocal on over her telephone and just send it to me, and you know she was it was a learning experience, but she learned how to send me the the vocal file, and I was able to pull it into the track. You know, it was it's great to learn together with somebody, you know, I, I was, that's when I found out she had skills, you know, I knew mm-hmm. she could write because I read the book, but when she, her, 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 her poems, are, they have a methodical feeling about it. They have, it's, it's melody there. So if she can express that melody to me, then I can interpret it my way. Is it going to be like she wants all the time? Of course not. But we, I have enough respect for her and I don't do this with everybody. After mm-hmm. I do a song and I like the song, and then they tell me they don't like it. Uh, it, it of course, it takes your time. It hurts a little bit, but normally I go ahead and play it anyway. But I mm-hmm. respect her enough to, to not even if she didn't want it done, I didn't do it. Yeah, she that was def- she definitely has the vocal skills to uh, to throw stuff out like that. And um, I mean, I I. I I listened to just one thing of hers and I, I liked it, which caused me to look for more, you know, I wanted more, you know, especially when something's good, you know, say, well, I want more of it, you know, and, uh, 
thank God I do have, you know, the books. And um, it's crazy because um, you have, uh, you know, when I'm reading a book, I'm picturing her in the background, you know, your sister in the background. I'm like, where is she? When I'm reading your book and what I'm picturing, it is not just a, it's not a good sight. Not when you realize that's your sister. <laughs> I just see, I see, hey, Charlie, I just see a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, got on here, Teresa A. She's mm -hmm. really, a, really a dear friend of mine. She is one of the ones that whenever I re I've released three CDs, this lady here, I was with chairman of the board. We became great friends and she's always supported me and bought my CDs. And uh, she, she's a very talented lady too. So you might want to do a part. She, she, I don't, Teresa, write in there what it is you do, but she paints stuff on glasses and all kinds of stuff for Christmas items. Oh man. She's super talented. She does hats. She's really a super talented person. She's a great friend, and she she got on here, man. Yeah, my time, my time with chairman of the board, and that's my good friend Teresa in there. Well, because she's your good friend, and you're talking highly about her, Teresa A. Mm -hmm. We got to get you on the Really Charlie podcast and talk shop. You know, bring your yeah, blessings, sure. bring your blessings definitely, to the screen. Definitely during holiday season time like Christmas because she mm -hmm. sells a lot of products so I'm sure she does stuff online too and uh, yeah you would love that I mean her, her stuff is fantastic no, she can take your picture your face and paint it on a and paint it on a glass and stuff like that, those type of things mm. she's good I love it well I, I won't forget it you know I'll definitely reach out to her in the fall and then prepare ourselves for the holiday season, you know? So, uh, I definitely get around here. Um, Michael Sameo says being challenged in life is in inevitable, invitable, inevitable, I believe it is. And says being defeated is optional. Inevitable. 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 Yes. inevitable. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I, um, I like, I like that Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Michael's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he I like inspire that. me every day, you know, with some of the things that he's doing and teaching me a lot of things too, you know, that, um, you know, I, I think that sometimes we, um, we absorb things that we want to absorb, but sometimes as people, we don't search out things, you know, and, and try to get educated you know, and it, it may be out of the scope or something that I'm not particularly looking into. And then all of a sudden, Michael will send something to me and I'm like, hmm, I didn't know that, you know, and uh, just a, every day he's teaching me something. And I hope I'm inspiring him also, inspiring him and teaching him something too. Um, and, uh, you know, Definitely know what some words mean, but sometimes I may not be able to pronounce them like you just observed or heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We don't have we don't have a lot of time left, man. I want to I want to get into another area, man. If you possibly. all right, What's your time, man. Oh, we I can do. To, uh, well, Go you ahead. Can play some more music now, but I, I want to get into the, how I got to today. You know, basically. You know, I'm going to give a condensed version because this is a, this is a whole nother chapter. 
But today, today, I am secure. I don't call myself a Christian, and that's for you to say. Because if you ever notice, if you read your Bible carefully, it'll say they were first called Christians in Antioch. But you can imagine what they were doing then. That was a debasement. They go them Christians. <laughs> so there was something mm -hmm. about what they were doing for them to label them that way. But um, I'm a child. I've been a child of God, but I'm I'm serving Him better today than I ever have because I, you know, I tried everything in the world. You know, I've, I've had a lot of in and out of prison time. You know, my mom probably don't want me to talk about it, but that journey has helped make me who I am today. In a lot of in and out of jail quite a bit, running from um, success, drug use, um, low self-esteem, mm -hmm. um, and basically it, what happened was my wife left me and it destroyed me. It destroyed me because I love my wife. She wasn't the best in anything, but you know, I, life, marriage to me was to death to you part. I wanted to be better than my dad was. And it turned out mm -hmm. that I was worse then. Because when I my wife left, I, I loved her. I loved her more than my own life. And when she left, she took all the love that I had, even for myself, with her. And that left me an empty shell. And so I started looking, looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. And I mean, literally, I started doing all that. So I was never really, you know, I could be on stage. Matter of fact, I was on stage with Maurice Williams in the Zodiac in Richmond, Virginia. And that's when Investor Savings and Loan Bank was opened at the end. We had to do, a, we did a commercial for them. And so we played outside of the Richmond Coliseum, 15,000 people. And uh, it, it, it part was where it stay where, oh, won't you stay? The high, oh, won't you stay? It came in where we had to sing, Investor Savings Bank, real high. That was my part. Uh -huh. Now you can imagine, you make people, people waiting on that stuff and, and me doing the stay part. You got 15,000 people going, woo! And if you tell them, if they feel good, let me hear you say, woo, 15,000 people go, woo! The biggest thrill in the world. But then when you walk off stage, I'm an empty shell. Mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't even know that was a problem. You know, just, I, I wasn't, as long as I'm on stage, it's fine, but I don't live on stage. Life goes on. So I would keep, you know, backsliding, making happen half-hearted attempts at sobriety, uh, uh, hoping, even hoping that I'd die. I'm too afraid to kill myself. I tried every other thing but, you know, pull the trigger. I tried everything else, but I was just too afraid because I don't know if I want, was sure that I really wanted to do it, but I knew that I didn't want success because I had gotten so used to disappointment. I was living... Mm -hmm a disappointing life. And I got used to that. And I got used to that. And, you know, being in out of jail, you do all the problems all the programs you want to do, all of them, and gave half-hearted attempts. And, you know, I used to go to them AA meetings, NA meetings, all that stuff. And I used to go in there and think they think they trying to brainwash me and stuff until I found out my brain needed wash. <laughs> <laughs> so I came into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, my brain needed washing. It wasn't what I was doing; it's how I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, my best friend, my best friend today, associate pastor at my church, carries the same name as my mom, Barbara. You know, I was a choir director with Urban Ministry down here in Charlotte, North Carolina, to help the homeless. 
and uh, they didn't know I had a secret and I would disappear in the van until they found me. One day they found me, I was in the hospital paralyzed, totally Man. paralyzed for 25 minutes. And uh, they came in there and they found me and my, my girlfriend had to go find the van. And I got out that, you know, got out that hospital and uh, couldn't, you know, I barely walked, had no feeling in, in my, from my shoulders to my fingertips and still don't have any feeling in there. So um, it was rough for me to play again, play music. I still tried to gig because I still wanted to get the money so I could buy some drugs. You know, mm -hmm. I tried, I tried it all. And uh, eventually I, I, I didn't have any more chances. You know, I was running out. I was too scared to steal because I was a habitual felon, too scared to leave the house, looking out the window. And finally, Barbara said, I can get you some help if you want some. And at that, I was at which end, you know, thank God, God kept me long enough to get there. I got into this program and I was ready. It still took me a minute to grasp hold to it. But Alfred Adler said it takes about 21 days to develop a habit. And I said, I done tried everything else. And so let me try this. Even if I was faking it, I was going to try it sincerely, whether I was faking it or not. And it mm -hmm. actually worked. It actually worked. I started to see a difference. Then I started to feel different. Then I started to do different stuff. You know, it wasn't, you know, I used to feel a certain kind of way and move straight on to the action. But now I could feel something. I could think about it. I can pause before I make the action or do what it is I'm going to do. So that gives me an opportunity to be responsible for whatever it is the outcome is. But that pause, that moment, of the moment to wait before the action was exactly what I needed. And man, when I got that man, God, you know, I didn't get afraid to tell my story. And my story was dirty and nasty. And I'm sure other people got nasty stories like that. But I used to, you know, you get afraid to tell people because you didn't want people talking about what they heard you say. But yeah, then when I started, yeah. when I started hearing people repeat my story, I hit them like I said, oh, shoot, they telling the clean version. If you want to know how, how nasty it was, come ask me. They're not mm -hmm. telling you the truth. <laughs> so yep. They're really yep. not <laughs> even telling how bad it was. So I wish it was like what, the way they told it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. So like man, life said it. changed. Amen. And uh, it, 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 life changed and it was, it's worth it. It's still changing. Am I, am I perfect? No way. I still got a, I had spinal decompression surgery. I still can't play. I could play if I practice, but I'm a little insecure about playing because I never was the greatest guitar player, but I was very good. But mm -hmm. now I'm not even very good anymore. But could I become very good? Yeah. But I don't I don't want playing music to define who I am. I'm a musician, yes, but I'm yeah. like tell you that I'm so much more than that. I got people to look up to me now. I got family to believe in me. I mean, I got, I got people that love me. I got a 2014 Toyota Camry that somebody gave to me with 18,000 mm -hmm. miles on it, original mile. Nice. So I'm saying, look here, life will change if you want it to change. But we got to look here, it don't change overnight. We, I got to do the work. I got to mm -hmm. really want it, and I got to stop playing the game. And You know, I got fired out of chairman of the board because I ran my mouth too much, didn't show up for gigs. I could still have that job, but what I still wanted? No, nah, I don't need to. I just got 
it turned down about a thousand dollars in the last couple of weeks. People mm-hmm. calling me to play, and I, I just I don't want to play right now. I want to get well. I want to help people. I got an operation coming up on my feet pretty soon, so I want to heal not just spiritually, but I can play anytime I want. I don't have to play. And that's the difference. Before I was playing for the drugs. It started Mm -hmm. out playing for for trying to be a star, but I was afraid afraid of success. That was part of the problem too. But now when I play, I play because I want to play. I enjoy playing. And Mm -hmm. and like I said, I get to be so much more than just the musician. And the sad thing about it, a lot of people don't get to experience the good part. And that's your loss. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. I'm through talking for the day, man. My mouth is well, dry. <laughs> people sometimes think that your good is a so game. That's, what I, you that's know? where I'm at with that right now. I'm, I'm, I really will work it out. Call me. That's good. You know, that Ron. movie Eddie Murphy was in with that. With that. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, I hear Go you. Ahead. Go ahead. I'm knowing I ran out of time on you. That movie that Eddie Murphy played, and I don't know if you know the name of it, but the guy that played uh, uh, with Will Smith when they were fighting the Martian was in that movie, and he was called G. Eddie Murphy was like Jesus or something in that movie. And his the favorite line in that, I can't remember the name of that movie. Twana probably knows. But the favorite line in that movie, Eddie Murphy said, was telling um, that guy that your good is better and your better is blessed. That's mm-hmm. how I try to live. <laughs> That's it. I love it. It's a good saying. Good, good saying. The um, mm-hmm. um, I was saying that you know people tend to uh, you know they they think you're good as a game when you're changing, you know, and and that change yeah. they're a little hesitant about your change and it like look. I'm changing for me. I'm changing for the better of me. You know, um, this ain't no game, man. You know, you don't have to trust me, but you can follow me, you know, and you're going to see how good this thing is for me. And, um, and that's what happens when, when people of the past, um, just looking at you with that you know, crooked eye, you know, and that, you know, and wondering what's your game, what what are you up to? You know, what are you trying to do? You know, I know Ron Henderson of nineteen eighty five. You know, what's he up to right now? What's he trying to do to me? You know, and, <laughs> and, and, so the uh, don't worry, you keep doing what you're doing, man, one step at a time, and um, oh yeah, you're going to be all right and and physically get better. Physically, you know. Get your body in shape so uh, you do um, reap the benefits of your blessings that you do have. And uh, Amen. music is there. Mentoring is there. You know, so do it all, man. Just do it all. We only live once. Amen. Uh, yeah, you, get, you get ready to run out of time. Why don't you close? Can you close with that with that thing with me and the, with the cane in my hand and that guy singing? Let me see. All right, let me look for it. Hold on. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. You know what? You know what I'm talking about. Um. No, I don't. 
Oh, Maurice. Okay. Oh, um, uh, it's on my it's on my Facebook page. This. Hold on. Let Let's me just go to Facebook. Let me see if I can share it with you. Computer's running so slow, it's crazy. So uh, I'm gonna sign into my Facebook and uh, grab it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I beat you. <laughs> I beat you. <laughs> That's a good thing. I'm gonna put it in the chat box. All right. I don't, I don't know how to put it in the chat box. I don't have any place. I don't know how to do it. You got it? Um, hold on. I'm going to grab it from Facebook. I don't know how to get it in the chat box. I'm slow. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, that, so if you had to tell your mama something about Tawana, what would it be? Because uh, you know she's listening. What would you tell your mom about your sister? That she, she nasty. She nasty. <laughs> she, she, she. The, the Tawana, my mom already knows she's nice, nasty. <laughs> she's very passionate. Yeah, she is. Um, that, you see that in the chat box right there? Hold on, let me check it out. Yeah. Uh, chat, got it. And let me copy it. And uh, 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 all right, let's see. Go share this screen. Twana goes nice, nasty. I meant it in the nice way, sis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. Uh, I ain't mean to have you go through all that. No, no, I'm gonna do it. I just uh, just want to make sure the screen is right. Um, Maurice. All right, let's try this again. What I was looking for is something else. And um, so now, 
Actually, you know what? I'm gonna have to speak to my people, man. See if um if they have any pictures of that day. You know, oh, what year was that all again? All you gotta do is um let me see. Should be on here. 
when Todd posted it, but Todd Baptiste, he knows about you. If you reach out to him, he may have some pictures from, but you know the okay. people in there, so they probably do. Yeah. But I mentioned gonna, I mentioned him to you. Yes. Um I'm gonna reach out to him, grab him on Facebook so him and I can communicate and uh yeah. keep that history alive, you know. Oh yeah. Well, Ron. Well, young this, man, I guess our time is up, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely, um, hopefully, not your last time on this podcast. You come on here anytime, no matter what. You could talk about whatever you want. It doesn't have to be music. You want to come on here? Just let me know, and uh, we're gonna definitely put you on here anytime you want because um, I'm proud of you, brother, and you keep up the good work. Well, thank you, man. And, and and a secret code to my sister. I think I need to be back or when she comes back because it's meant to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you count that. You know that's coming on. I, I can't wait. Uh-huh. I can't wait. Amen. Amen. So, so that would be nice. Ron and Tawana on the same podcast with really child. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> hey, how about this? So, all right, brother. You, you you need me, give me a holler. You know. Certainly will, bro. And uh you need anything in Charlotte, you still Charlotte, you still give me a holler because I got folks down there too. And okay, that's then, a bet, man. That's a right. bet. Let me know, let me know when you get down this way. Or gotcha. matter of fact, I need to. I need to come up that way anyway. Right. I got some stuff I need to do up there. When after, that's going to be after my, I'm here for my foot operation, but I'm going to come that way. Please do. Please. Oh, do yes, that. sir. I really enjoyed this, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Perry of the Really Charlie Show. Really, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm on, I love it. Keep up the good work, man. Let's keep in touch. All right, now. Have a good one. Love you. Love you, we'll brother. Love you, too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Yeah, Ron Henderson, Jr., my man. I met him through his lovely sister, Tawana Chisley, and um, I'm glad that she introduced me to him, and um, we're going to build off our friendship and continue to support each other. Um, as you see, very talented musician, and um, – uh, we will have him on again to sing that song that he's talking about. Um, so I'll be back on tomorrow, 7 p.m., same time, with uh, Marvin Speller, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll be talking about mental health and making mental health a priority in your life. So please join me tomorrow. I like like talking to y'all, like communicating about many, many things. And um, mental health is very, very important. So I'll see y'all tomorrow. And thank you. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to end with my song by Lionel, my intro by Lionel Walker. And I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. God bless. Take care. It's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yo, yo, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Bumping through your broadcast. Grab a chance, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yo, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Bumping through your broadcast. Grab a chance, fill your glass.